Today is February 5th, 2022. Welcome to Native Calgarian Oki Naganago Mekoche Chestokom Aki. My name is Red Thunder Woman. My married name is Michelle Robinson. I use she and her pronouns. Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Nisadapi, which is the Blackfoot Confederacy. The Blackfoot South of the imposed US Canadian border are the Blackfeet north of the border are the Siksika, Gunai, and Bagani of the Confederacy. These lands are Treaty 7, signed September 22nd, 1877, with signatures that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Wesley, Chiniki, and Bearspaw Nations of the Stony Nation, and the Dene from Sutina. I acknowledge all First Nation, Metis, Inuit, status, and non-status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands, all non-Indigenous, are treaty partners with the government signing on your behalf. I honor the Blackfoot as the elders and members have been so kind to me on my Red Road journey. Elder Red Crane taught me how to pronounce my spirit name. I was born in Calgary or my Blackfoot Mokinstis has Michelle Elliott, an English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Dene or Satu Dene, but my Indian Act imposed status card by the Canadian government says Yellow Nice Dene. My father is so Canadian, I am a daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and post status card. My Denny lineage roots me in the land of the hair people, not hair people like rabbits, also called the Great Bear Lake people in Treaty 11. I'm a native to Turtle Island and my Denny nation is a visitor to this area of Quincho Tine Indahe in Satu Denny, meaning many horse town, named after the Calgary Stampede. Land acknowledgements are critical for creating safer space for Indigenous as well as honoring the host as a guest and honoring your role as a treaty partner. My humblest apologies to the Blackfoot elders and language keepers as I try to learn proper pronunciation. All mistakes and misinterpretations will be on me. I encourage questions so that misunderstandings can be cleared up as soon as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous. I just share what I know as I walk down my red road. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support. Thank you to my previous donors for already showing your support. If you value listening or watching and can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com, where you can send in your comments or your questions. Giving a review helps, whichever medium you're listening from. I have a YouTube channel where you can go and subscribe, and you can go to nativecalgarian.com for the latest podcasts and pin posts on social media. And today, I have my good friend Matt on. And Matt, would you like to introduce yourself? Why, thank you. So yes, I am Matt Ashcroft. I go by he, him pronouns. I am a conversion therapy survivor and activist that had been responsible for ending conversion therapy in Canada. We have no glass ceilings. So, the, um, so, so we made sure that we did it for adults as well as children. Um, I'm grateful to be here. I'm so glad that we're friends. Oh God, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, it was funny because like uh, I seen you and it was like, we are going to have a talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Why? <laughs> 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 oh, well, I so, guess. No, but seriously, you're one of my favorite people. And I'm glad to be on this podcast. And vice versa. Oh, my God, Matt. What a hell of a week I've had. Oh, oh. tell me. OK, so we had this scheduled. And this was prior to this insanity of the convoy that's happening across the freaking country. And you and I, for all the different causes that we talk about, have never had this kind of support, my friend. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. This this this, this convoy thing is very interesting because it's it's interesting because it seems like a lot of the folks that are in Ottawa are from Alberta. So that's interesting. So you get to see the hellhole I live in, and now we're <laughs> spreading it across the country. 
Oh yeah. And like, it's interesting what, what you see online, like, uh, like the swastikas, uh, don't tread on me flags. You see, um, you see just, just hateful rhetoric online, them trying to switch the narrative and say, what is racist? What is not racist? Um, we get to decide that we like, there's like white people do not get to decide what is racist and what is not racist. Um, and we saw what we saw and we refused to be gaslit. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, ironically, like I had the, the, um, interview, I looked, geez, this time last year, maybe. And there was a Confederate flag that went off in our, one of our cemeteries, like one of the historical cemeteries of Calgary and city news covered it. I was really grateful, but it was really depressing how little coverage it got, you know, it didn't go national in any capacity, you know, and, and we, um, I came across these two boys who like put their arms up and did a whole like hail Hitler thing. And I, I had it on my dash cam and I, you know, I was like screaming auntie, like, what the fuck are you two doing nephews? <laughs> you know, like, would you even know what you're doing? And um, yeah, nobody cared. But now that nationally people are seeing how shitty Albertans actually are now all of a sudden it's like oh my god maybe she had something to say and it's like now you listen to me shut the fuck up I was it, it was interesting I was actually doing an assignment on this where uh, we were like uh in uh, in my queer indigenous politics class actually <laughs> ironically enough we we're talking about 50% of two-spirit and trans-identified uh, Indigenous folks do uh, get either uh, assaulted or sexually assaulted. And this is not reported. So we're, we're, I'm going to re reiterate uh, a little bit of what you just said. We don't get the coverage, and it seems like there are folks that are not caring enough to give the coverage. Unless if it, it affects them and less of it affects them if it doesn't affect them i don't see anything i don't say anything right so like all of this talk that we've been talking about with the national inquiry on missing and murdered indigenous women girls and two-spirit i swear to god has gone in one ear and out the other how many times have i told organizations if you don't include a two in your acronym of lgbtq2 plus then you are excluding indigenous you're not good treaty partners you're not acknowledging the violence of two-spirit you're just not you just don't get it and honestly like I, i've put that out there year after year after year after year and i still hear it so predominantly and i i just don't think people get it so i'm glad to hear you guys are talking about it in a class at least because at least whoever's in that class is aware this report mattered for a reason you know like these uh calls to justice need to be implemented and it doesn't just affect indigenous it literally helps everyone it helps all people of color it helps all lgbtq2 plus and it helps the society as a whole with this incredible male toxicity that we get to see on full display right now it's just yeah oh. and here's another thing that i learned about the class being being queer trans non-binary and two-spirit has came from indigenous indigenous folks and so it is white settler colonialism that gets to decide what we do and what we not do isn't that interesting there is a fabulous book i can't 
uh, stress this book enough. It's called The Importance of Monogamy. And this book changed my worldview because it showed how, you know, we have these worldviews as Indigenous people about being non-binary and just being ourselves. And then when this forced Christianity came on to take the land, this is what they imposed. And that's why conversion therapy to me is an extension of the Indian residential school, the assimilation process, yeah. all of that. That's why I've always, um, you know, talked to you about that in this way, because it, it's the same thing, um, only that it's the, uh, an extreme sexual violence and trauma being imposed on anyone LGBTQ2+. And I just, I wish to God that people understood the gravity of having a way of life change like that because somebody wanted to steal land. That was the whole purpose because I was in geomatics and that was the whole purpose of gridding um, Western Canada and, and making it into the sections and quarter sections so that it could be sold off, so that it could be given to white settlers from Britain and now, of course, anyone in the Commonwealth. So that's why you see anyone who was a part of the Commonwealth now owning the land here. It's just incredible. It, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot and there's a lot to unpack with what you just said. Oh. I know, right? So let's get into it. Yep. Let's get, let's get into it. Um, we'll start with uh, like the heteronormativity that is, that is from white settlers. Mm. So white settlers tend to have the narrative and be bullies and be bullies and not fight, bullies yep yeah and not fight for rights and equality but fighting for their own individual freedoms we'll use that loosely in quotations i have yet to hear any of these protesters protest for indigenous rights for black lives matter um for for even like donations to the clean drinking water for indigenous folks. They had they had the means and the money and the tools to do this, but they that but they're choosing to have white tears crying because they don't want to get a needle. It's literally white tears. So I I don't feel bad for them at all. No. Uh in fact, I feel bad for the people that are stuck at the border. Because what that does, they're 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 actually uh, delivering goods, and they're vaccinated, and and they're brown folks who are who just just want to have employment, and here here are the white folks again uh, trying to control the narrative of what is and what isn't. Yeah, yeah, and well, I, ironically, it is the truckers themselves who are the majority POC now. And you have this small minority of white people trying to talk for all truckers. And now truckers, you know, it's interesting from my point of view because in, like indigenous women, um, Two-Spirit have been talking about the violence from truckers and how many of us go missing and murdered from them. And uh, everybody's like, oh my God, how can you talk about truckers like that? If it wasn't for truckers, you wouldn't have the food on your table. And I'm, this is for years, years we've been talking about this. And now it's like, now you get to see what the fuck we were talking about, you fucking exactly. like gaslighting jerks. Yeah. And here's the thing like now in 2022, you need to refuse being gaslit by anybody. Yeah. If you see it happening, oh, 
it actually wasn't this, it's actually this. Well, my eyes see what my eyes see and I've experienced racism. Racism is a system. So it's a system that oppresses a race. Yeah. I happen to be black, you happen to be indigenous. We, we know what racism is, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for educating me on what racism is. That makes sense. <laughs> oh my God, uh, you know, it's so wild to me how many people have thought, uh, like you should see my private messages that people are sending me. I've been wanting to kind of expose them, but the problem with that is, is that people are so dumb and they'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's totally legit, Michelle, you should listen to that. And it's like, what is wrong with you? What happened to you that you, like have have gotten to this extreme. I've had two uh, friendships that I I had to like, we had to talk on the phone and one had all sorts of different accusations and assumptions about where I stood and never bothered asking me, um, you know, about where, how I feel about vaccines or nothing. And like, I literally have a history in Alberta on vaccines about changing their narrative to um, things to, to accommodate POC. And people are a hundred percent ignoring that because why would on earth would they listen to me? So it, it's just it's incredible. I had somebody accuse me of never doing anything for this country, which actually I found so funny. I what? had to share it. Oh no, it was so funny. I had to share it. They don't know who you are. No, like, no, what? they don't. You know, like that's the thing about these these folks. They just like because that's the violence you and I receive. You're a black gay man. I'm just a stupid fucking squaw. So I'm just going to send shitty texts and messages and not know who I'm talking to. And ironically, of course, you know, they're talking to some of the people that are doing the actual work in this country that they refuse to fucking lift a finger for. So it, it's, it's actually, it's hysterical, <laughs> actually, it's, when, it's, when people you know, send some of these messages, because they're so ludicrous and out of like incredible. I can't even believe it. So anyway, I, I don't mean to take away from the work that you're doing, but I, I oh, really absolutely. want people to, to like hear the organizations that we should be supporting you with and what you've been doing because um, like, I, so I have Devin Hargraves out here in Lethbridge, Alberta. I love Devin. Yeah, I know. Uh, and well, you know, he put up my husband for a month in Lethbridge, hey? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he he has helped our family so much from the Lethbridge oh, experience. He's, so he's a beautiful human being, his wife, mm. amazing. They have animals that are so cute, I can't even, you know, like just beautiful human beings. So mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Devin, one. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he, he started the petition to ban conversion therapy. So um, to me, that was a huge win because I think like the very few, like, um, you know, Albertans that have a brain, that are like trying to do the work. Like this is a great example of it, wanting to support folks like yourself being in Toronto, like, oh, lot. Oh yeah, like De Devin Hargreaves was the reason why, one of the reasons why that I got into this, like I was trying to find people that were wanting to, to do the cause and Devin, Devin and I were in the same CBC article. So, so, Literally my second CBC interview, um, uh, Devin, Devin and I were in the same article and then we continued from there. Yeah, if it wasn't for Devin and the signatures and, and exploring my own story and, and my conversion therapist coming out as gay and, and like I wouldn't be in the situation that I am talking about this with you on such a, a, a major historical win that we had in Canada. Oh, it's so great. 
you know, um, just to give you an idea of how redneck and awful it is in like Alberta and Lethbridge, like there's a small town outside of Lethbridge called Tabor and um, the LGBTQ2 plus community that's in that area might be the toughest motherfuckers in the entire country. Because uh, just to give you an idea, um, the, the town, the patriarchy is so against them in every capacity. And uh, so prior to the pandemic about, I guess this would be maybe four or five years ago, um, they wanted to not put up the gay or the rainbow flag. And when they did, it got um, taken down and burnt like three times. So they had to, there's like shift of camps that you have to have a tent at the bottom of the flagpole. And um, you have to like rotate the LGBTQ2 plus community to try to keep the flag from being ripped down and burnt. And oh no, and when we had the ceremony to put it up, we had about four big trucks constantly circling us, you know, revving their engines and just being the dicks that you see on Parliament Hill right now. Like that's that's the way it is here. And that, you know, like I, I, I try to tell people, but I don't think they get it. So, and this is just a small town outside of Lethbridge and Lethbridge is already like small town compared to something Toronto. Like you can't even possibly imagine how to um, conceptualize a, a similar place in Ontario for folks out there. So, right. Like, yeah. I, like I, I can, I can imagine small town because I did, I did live in a small town, but I, th I think, I, I think the fact that Everything that you see on TV where it's like, oh, this is TV. This is this is not a, a symbolism of real life. This is real life. This is your story. This is what you've seen. And this is what happens to, to us LGBTIQ folks. Absolutely. And it, it was horrifying because uh, we had a, a two-spirit elder who did an opening prayer and smudge. And, um, you know, my daughter was there. And my daughter's two-spirit. My daughter is not, um, you know, conforming. And one of the most liberating things I ever heard was um, our language never had she and him, we only had they and them. So when right. I hear her use they and them, like to me, it's that decolonizing language anyway. Um, so I think about uh, like that's in the heart of Blackfoot territory. And, you know, it, it, it's, it makes me so angry, all of the things that are wrong in this world. And ironically, because as you know, they are the um, folks that are doing conversion therapy, like mm -hmm. the strongest is, is in Alberta. And, you know, even though we're outlawing it, I just, it's all underground and it's become even more cultish and it's already such a cult. And I'm, I think nationally people are starting to understand the sickness that's in Alberta with this truck convoy, right? Because Pat King, Misty Wynn, they're all from here and they're all, you know, perpetuating their hate in their, you know, um, toxic spirituality that's not even rooted in reality like these are not healed people in any capacity uh, representing themselves as natives like fuck man I've been walking my red road for quite a few years now and I'm I would never identify myself as some kind of elder or anything like that so right. it, it's just so incredible to me where people are and and then of course as you know, you know a lot of us have internalized racism so then our own people become the perpetrators of the violence against us right yeah. Yeah. sad yeah. you know it's interesting that these people that are touting freedoms have not protested for anybody else's freedom right so yeah is is it a selfish protest absolutely it is 
So this Pat King and Missy Wynn, they were harassing the Black Lives Matter movement here in Calgary, hey? And we were telling everybody, but I, you know, people don't really listen. They don't care until it directly affects them, as you said. Yeah. So now the rest of Canada is seeing the type of violence that these folks have been perpetuating here now for years. It's, <laughs> it really doesn't surprise me. Um, it's like, it's like, what are we willing to tolerate? <laughs> like, like, I like I got into an argument with somebody on on Facebook because they were like, not everybody's caring that, and the movement is actually good, but the movement is blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, they just burnt a Canadian flag today. Like, what are you, what more are you willing to tolerate? What more is going to happen? What more are you going to say? Enough is enough. Like these people are awful. Like I don't like wearing masks either. I don't like it. I don't think anybody does. But we have COVID-19, which is a life-threatening illness, and it does manifest itself in different ways because viruses mutate and viruses spread. I just got over it, hey. Um, so this is my, my first like week with a little bit more energy, but oh my God, it has been hell. And I, like, I, know, I know I need to just stop. I'm too exhausted to like, continue on, but you know, that's life. And, and ironically now these conservative politicians are like oh my god our base is like protesting we better do something about it and listen to them so they're actually going to remove all the restrictions that there are here in alberta by the end of the month that's what they're gonna do and know, so I folks like that. myself are gonna get sick again and again and again and again and i and I know it's not going to stop any of the violence, like because they've been violent before the pandemic. They're going to continue to be violent after. They're just going to find a new reason, a new terminology to, uh, you know, be that way. And, and it, it feels like, I don't know, 1930s Hitler times right now, where it's like you have this extremely angry mob that just is uncontrollable. You have a whole bunch of pearl-clutching politicians that won't do anything about it. Um, you know, we've been warning them for how long and they won't do anything. So I don't know what is going to happen so, here. So what I, what I absolutely love mm -hmm. uh, about being on this podcast is that we get to have an opportunity to share, listen, learn, and grow from Indigenous folks. That's the goal, right? Is to learn from, from, uh, the folks that are indigenous to this land, correct? I hope. <laughs> so, so if if you had been witnessing this behavior before, and you're witnessing beha this behavior now, and I and I'm saying that you need to witness this, and you need to listen and learn, and and what whatever I can do to amplify, whatever I can do to to whatever that's that's what it's about because we are in one of the most unsafe times in canadian history at this particular moment and i believe that it's all a ploy for russia and ukraine that's yeah hey I yeah i know this uh this issue that it's a distraction right it's a distraction they're wanting infighting so that way that it distracts from the real issue and that's russia and ukraine I know. And we tell people like the influence that Russians have had in our social media. And again, politicians are like, what problem? 
you know um so now they're seeing it now mm, well it was, and now it's out of control it's so it was out the of same control. thing with COVID 19 they yeah. didn't they don't they, they did not want to shut down canada early enough no and now look at it now we're just in such a mess and it was hard because like you watch the numbers in the states be so out of control under trump and we knew it was just a matter of time until it just seeped into here and even with the so-called progressive prime minister, we're still not really seeing the mechanisms. And that's what makes me so infuriated with this convoy is that we literally have no mandates. We really don't. We really don't. Right. Like these are recommendations, they're guidelines, they're requirements, but never has the police come on your door, knocked on your door and said, you're breaking um, a mandate by leaving it. You have to stay in your home. They're not doing that. Instead, mm. the worst case scenario I've seen is this street preacher who is such a jerk. And anyway, uh, Misty Wynn absolutely perpetuates him. Um, and she's the one that everybody's talking about in Ottawa. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, yeah, that's okay. Okay. <clears throat> the worst case scenario I've seen is them arrest him. But he's purposely had like um, sermons and all sorts of stuff with like massive amounts of people. And everybody getting COVID was never good enough, right? As a reason to stop doing this. It just continued. They just continued to perpetuate it. it. It's just so, so awful. Anyway, that's the worst case scenario that I have seen. Um, I'm sure you've seen that video of that awful, awful um, uh, hockey player who got arrested on a, on a pond and he was just being a toxic male as usual like a hockey culture is just rape culture um he's being this toxic male to this female police officer and just being a cocky jerk finally gets arrested finally gets taken down and people are like oh look at the police overreaching and it's like nobody's talking about how disrespectful he was i thought you guys were all pro police i thought you guys were all like follow yeah. the law exactly you know? and and the exactly. moment it's a woman you, it's the moment you're okay with your white males treating your, um, you know, women so poorly, right? Because that's the culture of, of misogyny, so, patriarchy. And that, and that brings me to this question. When are we going to be protected? Oh, never. We're surviving genocide. So like your bodies were used as slaves to build this country and the one south. Uh, Chinese, same thing. And then our people have just done everything we can to survive genocide. We have indigenous doctors nationally advocating for us to get vaccines first. And because colonization and Christianity internalized hate, you have the side of indigenous people that are like, um, you know, supporting the convoy because they hate Trudeau because they've been taught to hate Trudeau their entire life. And his father, and I'm sure the kids are next, you know, like it, it it's, it's not logical. It's not rational. And then you have indigenous doctors saying, we have to survive this. This could kill us. And our people are like, I don't even want the vaccine. Well, yeah. I've had COVID. I would, I would even argue twice I've had it. And um, thank God I haven't, you know, had like permanent heart damage or something done, but like I have high blood pressure. And I think from the first time now I have sleep apnea, but I can't get Indian Affairs to send the check so that I could have a stupid machine. So it's I don't, I'm so I don't I don't even know what to say. It's like you know the colonized belief system, their government purposely perpetuates genocide. If I die tomorrow in my sleep, 
uh, Indian Affairs will be, oh, at least we didn't send that check. Not, oh, we are partially responsible for the continued genocide that we've inflicted on these people. You know, like they don't, they don't get it. They're just like, oh, one less Indian for us. You know, and that's how Canada is. Like the, the citizens of Canada, because it's like, yeah. oh, one less person we have to have clean drinking water for. You know, like that, that's Canada, that's their thinking. You know, we, uh, as, as much as it takes, we got to switch the narrative and amplify voices whenever we can, because this is, this is getting out of control. There should be no reason, there should be no reason that, that my voice would be heard over your voice. There, there should be no reason for it. There should be absolutely no reason for it. And another, another good way, uh, another good thing that I, that I'm on this pod, uh, I'm on this podcast is we get to listen some to to somebody that is indigenous that is in this country that is not only experiencing this and seeing this firsthand, but using their platform to share, like throughout the country and the world, on what is happening in Canada, or what is what is perceived as Canada. Yeah, right. Such a great way to say it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, but by vice versa, I don't think people understand the gravity of what conversion therapy is. Like now that people are understanding the narrative of how wrong it was to take a whole group of people, raise them by a different race with a different religion with and, and you know, be abusive to them for not conforming, right. you know, that's what conversion therapy is. Mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. it, there's no nicer way to say it that is what it is like you know a lgbtq2 plus is that is a normal part of my our life and our society but the this religion demonizes it in the worst way so now you have a whole it's section of people that are already hurt confused in a patriarchal society you know like and i, and I tell people that as a cis person I mm -hmm. don't have to question my gender. I've never had to question my gender. I was boy crazy in my teens. And anyone who knows me knows that's true. And even, even today, I'm still boy crazy. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm like committed to one guy. So, you know, it's that bigger picture of, um, you know, that is never a struggle I've had to, to worry about. And I, you know, I've been trying to be uh, careful with my language and careful with how I present that because I never want my daughter or one of her friends to feel like this isn't a safe place for me to be who I am and me to figure out who I am. Cause, because that's the other thing is that, you know, it's questioning, like my daughter first came out as pan and then she's like, no, nah, mom, I think I'm a full lesbian, you know? And, but what if she's kind of figuring out what that means too? Like questioning is such a valid thing I think for for folks to be going through with their sexuality because Christ I didn't even know there was half the options out there that there are I had no idea I was just like whatever I just like boys and I'm gonna always like boys blah 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 and that's so easy. right that's the easiest walk in a patriarchal society well because we we, we also had a lot of our identities erased this now that we're starting to get re-educated by these identities so it's it's um it's but again the the church the christian catholic church 
wants to erase those identities and make them cease to exist because of their deity. That's what it is. I remember, um, so um, I found on Instagram, Pastor Joe Dallas, um, who is uh, very anti-gay. I, I, I would argue that he's gay himself. Um, tried to do a call to action in Canada to say that I am standing up against 2SLGBTIQ folks. And so all the church is going to do a call to action where everything after January 7th, they are going to be speaking against 2SLGBTIQ folks and it's not of the Bible. But here's, a, here's the good thing. I have a list of those folks. I have a list of those folks that spoke out on Sunday and I have people that report to me. So if you think that you're going to be above the law to protect folks and you're not going to, you're not going to want to listen to us and not going to want to learn from us or to make us feel welcomed in your space, we'll, we'll, we'll see if the law is going to be at your side when you know that you're not supposed to be doing that in Canada. Holy shit. You know, uh, the other day, um, yesterday, I found out one of the churches here. Um, so there, there's this major center called Sheldon Schumer. It's like uh, an urgent care facilities. It's the only thing we have close to a hospital in the downtown core. Um, well, kitty corner to it is a church that came out to say we are against LGBTQ2 plus as well. And I'm like, fuck, we're going to have to have a protest in front of these motherfuckers. And, um, you know, but we haven't had that conversation because there hasn't been any time to have that conversation I with know. folks and because it was yesterday and um i'm like these are the mofos that are going to be doing conversion therapy along with some of the churches in my area like in the east side here that are not um they're not conforming they're they're the ones that are really perpetuating the hate um and now it's become a national movement because of these stupid convoy idiots i just I don't think people understand the barriers for marginalized people. And you actually kind of said it already about this fellow internalized homophobia, like is a real problem, internalized transphobia, internalized, um, you know, marginalization. Like we, we suffer from that in so many capacities, right? Um, as a black man, as a gay man, and then as an indigenous woman in a colonial system, like it, it's that, that's, that oppression is internalized so many times we become our own worst perpetuators of it and then you have a white straight man trying to pretend to be straight and he has that hate within himself and then he's amplifying it like holy yeah on, on social media where he's where he's spreading propaganda and trying to get the church in canada to fight against 2slgbtq uh, 2slgbtq2ia folks so <sighs> it's 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 unfortunate. I think, I think, um, I think the the best thing the best thing about this is that it's already law. Uh, it's it's already reported. It's recorded. It's it's been law since January seventh, and so where they're trying to do a revolt, they're still not listening to two SLGBTQ folks they're not listening no they're intentionally not listening yeah. and guess what when we have government support when it comes to 
Um, paid and unpaid services. So advertising and promoting when it comes to when it comes to consent on what you're able to consent to, you're not able to consent to abuse. And therefore you can't consent to a conversion therapy. When it comes to when it comes to the Christian church doing whatever they can to fight against an already law where you can get up to, I, I believe, five years in prison for doing, doing harms against 2SL, uh, LGBT IQ folks. Mm -hmm. We got you on record. <laughs> we decided that you wanted to do this. That is your fault. Yeah. We have told you time and time again, well, while presenting data to you that we exist and we're not going away, no, regardless no. of what they say, regardless of what they say, and I think this is the theme of this uh, this entire podcast. Regardless of what they say, regardless of what they do, regardless on how noisy and how how much they cry their white tears, they are not able to get away from us, and we will not be erased. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's never gonna, it never, never gonna stop, never. And I'm so grateful, so grateful to have you on here to talk that. Say Thank that. you. Um, so for folks like me who are straight, cis, when we see Isla or Islamophobia, uh, transphobia and um, um, homophobia, so we should be recording it and sending it to you. Uh, what are some other things that we should be doing? Um, I, you know, I think, I think the, the big, the biggest thing is if you see something amplify those voices, mm. just, just ampli amplify voices. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be judgmental, but don't be afraid to ask questions because questions are made to be answered. So if you have a question, uh, an appropriate question that, that, that is topical and has to do with the subject, continue on. But I think the, the not a, being able to ask those questions and not being able to have exploratory critical thought is what we're seeing right now and why it's. So I have a new job and I don't know how sustainable it is. I'm actually like, do I tell them on Monday I can't work here? I don't know. But one of the things I learned from it was um, how stupidly expensive it is to transition from uh, one sex to another or to be non-binary like it's stupidly expensive here in Alberta there's organizations called skipping stone that are trying to do that work of helping reduce the uh, barriers for uh, folks trans folks who are, who are trying to convert or non-binary people who are trying to go from a sex to non-binary um, is what is it like out there in Ontario so you have to go through like fingerprinting which is super expensive here and then we have to do birth certificate changes name changes like it's a lot of expenses here because in Alberta mm -hmm. we've privatized registries and vital statistics so it becomes wow. like a constant fee system and if there was one thing that I would like to see that barrier completely eliminated with it's the cost to transition um, right I agree yeah so what is it like out there in Ontario for that 
Um, I, I'm, I'm not really an expert on this subject, but what I can tell you that when, when people transition, it is not a one day thing. And I think that is the, right? most, is, I think that is the biggest misconception that a lot of people have. A lot of people ask questions and, 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 uh, speak to, uh, licensed mental health professionals about this. So I have a little cousin that's up in Yellowknife and, you know, they have to fly to um, Edmonton to get some services. And this was prior to the pandemic. And now they, of course they can't. And I, I just, they, people don't have any idea the barriers against those who are trying to understand who they actually are and talk to some non-judgmental licensed doctor about it like people don't get it they don't get how hard right. this is and and the lack of services like fuck i'm a straight cis woman and i feel like there's a lack of services because of um you know like white people are the people in charge of all these so how are they going to understand racism they don't they don't understand our struggle well so they, it's so hard to find counseling anyway let alone if you're going through something like this so yeah continue well it's 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 so it's it seems to me uh just just by monitoring behavior is that some folks do not want to understand they want things just the way they are hence this is this is the free co freedom convoy. Yeah. This is the the flu trucks clan. <laughs> this is That's my favorite hashtag. Sorry, <laughs> <none>. <laughs> it's my favorite hashtag because like they are so KKK Nazis. Like I've just been calling them Nazis. Like no, like whatever. They're Nazis. They're Nazis. They and are. I was like they're not Nazis. I'm like they're fucking Nazis. So remember. Remember to all of your listeners, you saw what you saw and you saw what you saw for a reason. Do not let anybody tell you anything different than what you have saw, seen, and don't let anybody erase your experiences and how it makes you feel. If somebody is going right, in, uh, right on Wellington Street in downtown Ottawa, beating a drum when, when, when they are desecrating uh, like indigenous culture, wow 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 you've seen what you've seen for a reason these are these are people that are literally doing whatever they can to erase you do not let them do it oh we have so much toxic uh spirituality right now happening with the, this movement where you have these like so-called hippies i just white privileged hippies of course yeah <laughs> they yeah. never never get it so anyway so i don't know i i just uh what are the organizations that people can follow you with as well to amplify your voice so um follow me at matt ash 89 um i i have a huge project that i can't really talk about that is coming in a couple of weeks okay you're going to love it um uh, uh the uh, Madash89 uh, is is my handles on uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to get off TikTok. I, I, <sighs> but I, uh, I have this one thread going on on Facebook, and it's attracted all the bootlicking uh, police officers and their supporters, <laughs> and so I've been banning people, and then now I'm getting even more hate. So it's just a matter of time until my entire social media just gets eliminated. <laughs> Oh, I know. 
bring it on motherfuckers i know right <laughs> and all my so-called allies not going after them at all uh, but yeah. oh my allies, god the word ally is coming at a place of privilege and uh, i don't like the word ally because yeah. because like i'm higher than you and so i'm i'm an ally for ray tay tay or whatnot but um yeah follow me in there um an, another person that is doing the work that is us based and international is truth wins out so truth wins out on twitter and truth was truth wins out underscore org on instagram and truth wins out uh on tiktok uh it's it's my friend wayne he's um basically did historical records for uh interviewing survivors and former leaders of conversion therapy that are that are that are not wanting to have conversion therapy in their realm so um so i'm working with them another good organization that i'm working with uh on an international spectrum is outright action international and they they are amazing like working on making things fair and and bans for um bans across the world uh we deserve we all deserve to be safe yeah um like i'm working uh, i'm working right now with somebody that is in ghana that is doing the the uh the kill the bill campaign because there's a there's an anti-lgbtiq bill that is out there right now that are wanting to send uh queer folks up to 10 years in prison just for being queer we are like white settler colonialism is a real thing it's the root and of they're this trying, and they're trying to switch the narrative yeah so be vigilant in anything that you do from this point forward because it's not going to be easy but we're not going to be erased no no and for anyone who might be you know a, a person of color a woman of color a trans person of color like know that you have folks on your side and until my dying breath I will be trying to amplify in any capacity I can, because I just cannot let this continue on. It's the root of colonialism is erasing LGBTQ2+. So, you know, by continuing to be who you are meant to be, you are absolutely um, being decolonial in your in the way right. you are and just being yourself like you, you're just going to be a happier person to be yourself. Exactly. And that, that's what I want. I, as your auntie, I can be your auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, you know, and honestly, who do I feel safest around? It's the LGBTQ plus community because that gendered violence, that um, male toxicity, it's not like well, it can be in there. Like you see it, especially in like a lot of the pride boards with the white males that are in charge of them. You see a lot of right. that. But uh, for the most part, like, that's the safer place. So, like you and a friend, friend named Chad, he's um, he's also gay. Um, you know, so many of my personal friends, like that's they're they're on the spectrum of LGBTQ2 plus somewhere, and and it's just the safest place for someone like myself to be because there's an understanding of oppression, internalized hate, everything, right? Like we have so many commonalities. Um, colonialism and the understanding of the you know de the destruction that Christianity has played in our world, 
um, yeah. being in a Western uh, society now. So anyway, I feel like I could talk to you all day. Um, so I guess Probably. we better end this because you I asked you to come on my show and be on my show and you were and I miss you and this is honestly like a regular conversation Matt and I have at like 11 o'clock at night like <laughs> if I like one of his Instagram things or or a retweet him he's like what are you doing right now I'm like oh my god god or, help or me a fight that I'm in or oh, like, I know I'm, what the fuck is happening Matt <laughs> I know. I love you too. I can't wait to come see you out in Toronto. I, yes. I just, uh, one day this pandemic will be manageable in some capacity. Yeah, it will be. One day. Right, not now, but one day. The, the positives is that Pfizer and I believe Moderna are coming out with uh, new Omicron vaccines. Mm which is going to make things a lot easier so summer is coming oh god please like i just i don't want to get omicron again it wasn't that bad it was like a head cold but um you know like i i have heart issues and cholesterol and shit so you know it, it and i'm exhausted and and stuff so i don't want to like take i don't want to roll the dice on that man that's not something i want to do i got to I've got a little girl. Well, she's not too little anymore, but I have a life that I want to be here for. <laughs> yeah. So, I anyway, you. I know, I know. Okay, well, I'm going to keep you on my uh, everything, obviously, and solidarity always. And if and when you can announce something, you know, I will retweet the shit out of it. My hope is that my my followers will not just um, follow you, but retweet, amplify you too, and do all that good work. And I will do the same. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Matt. I'm proud this podcast has given uh, solutions and included cultural safety or cultural first aid and all of them to create a safer space for Indigenous people of color, those with disabilities, and LGBTQ2 plus to speak. Thank you to authors, Shell Ward, Chelsea Branch, and Alicia Fritkin of heretohelp.bc.ca about what is Indigenous cultural safety and why I should care about it. Their work are those cultural action tools that I have said over 100 times in my podcast. So please support Indigenous work like that as a part of your reconciliation work and settler understandings. I'm just lucky enough to repeat them and highlight them here. Internalized racism, lateral violence is another form of violence marginalized people experience imposed on these lands. Um, you know, you can go to racialequitytools.org, what is internalized racism by Donna Bevins, but also if you're you are lgbtq2 plus i highly recommend looking at internalized hate and oppression and seeing sometimes how you might be amplifying it within your community just as i as an indigenous person has to do that on a regular basis within the indigenous community uh do's and don'ts for bystander intervention by american friends service committee um that's afsc.org uh do's and don'ts bystander intervention. This is the one that I've said many times for if you're on the C train and you see a woman with a hijab being harassed by some anti-masker or whatever. If you see or experience racism in Alberta, you can report it at acttoendracism.ca or text at 587-507-3838. 
Indigenous have been sharing our issues, sharing our traumas and reports, commissions and public hearings just so it can be regularly disregarded no more. Honor our words, honor the treaties, listen to politicians and their policies and platforms. If they don't recognize the marginalized in their budget with gender equity plus, if they're cutting violence prevention programs and services, Indigenous education, uterus health choices, gay straight alliances, a lack of human rights for migrants, immigrants, folks with disabilities, know that your vote for that person or party is going to negatively impact marginalized people. Demand that they implement the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action, the recommendation of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, the multiple reports on child welfare reform and violence prevention, and now 231 calls to justice from the National Inquiry on Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girls and Two-Spirit, denying these reports as a form of abuse called gaslighting. Our people are experiencing extreme racism in the justice, educational, and health institutions with multiple reports that say the same thing. Demand change from the election platforms and politicians. If they don't understand colonialism, racism, privilege, sexism, they have zero business writing. This should be understood by all politicians, parties, uh, community organizations, sports clubs. Great article I said uh, out loud in episode 62 is Truth Before Truth, How Non-Indigenous Canadians Become Allies. Literally, if you Googled how to be an ally to Indigenous people, there are multiple articles now. So there's no excuses. Um, if you're experiencing emotional distress after hearing anything we talked about today and want to talk, you can call the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness Helpline at 1-855-242-3310. It is toll-free, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also text at hopeforwellness.ca. If more related to missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit, for immediate emotional assistance, you can call 844-413-6649. It's toll-free, 24-7 crisis line as well. For non-Indigenous, there are usually in distress center lines in your area and a functioning 211, or you can call 833-456-4566. Here in Alberta, there's a 60 Scoop Indigenous Society at ssisa.ca. Look for the hashtag Survivor Driven. And if you see and experience racism in Alberta, you can text 587-507-3838. For those uh, who may not know about the LGBTQ2 plus community, there's some wonderful resources under the Trevor Project. Um, there's a trans lifeline, an LGBTQ2 plus youth line. There's an LGBTQ2 plus youth peer support that you can text as well. And of course, the kids help phone at 1-800-668-6868. Um, Lifevoice.ca is the umbrella for the Trevor Project that has lots of LGBTQ2 plus crisis supports. Violence is my everyday reality. Every Indigenous generation has faced it. That's why I started the podcast to speak freely without interruption, tone police, leadership shaming, gaslighting questions, as many people don't want to hear Indigenous opinion, but sure want to tell us theirs by people who know nothing about Indigenous colonialism, constant surveillance of our people, our protests, our vigils, and our rights microaggressions, people with internalized racism, people who become gatekeepers and live off the status quo, or who are so in their trauma that they stop people from doing the good work and deplete personal resources, which I would argue I'm that person right now. Um, internal and external <laughs> racism is an everyday reality for Indigenous people. Um, I want to say thank you to my ancestors, my granny, my mom of what strength looks like through your example. 
I want to thank my dad for teaching me to be strong and blunt, my stepmom for showing me what a proud culture is through her Austrian family and roots, and teaching me to be a proud Calgarian. It is through her I'm a second generation proud Calgarian, but again, if you are non-Indigenous, I highly recommend not using the term native Calgarian. It really is a joke when you do it and shows your racism. And thank you to my husband Darcy for producing and editing the show. On top of being my husband, my childhood friend, and the father of our child, he's been my support down my red road. He has witnessed decades of racism and sexism. And to our child, who we are blessed to learn from daily, I am honored you chose us. You give me daily accountability to be a better and stronger person. And I hope my daughter, my family, and my community will be proud in the future of us trying to discuss these present day issues. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support. Thank you to previous donors for showing your support. You have no idea how much you saved my butt. Uh, thank you. I can't thank you enough. If you value listening, watching, and can afford to give, thank you. For those who cannot afford to give, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com, where you can send in your comments or your questions. I have a YouTube channel. You can go and subscribe. NativeCalgarian.com has the native uh, latest podcasts and pin posts on social media. I want to give side eye to those Calgary rabbits. You're lucky I'm not tradish. I'm a beautiful cousin responded, or you'd be in my dish. Thank you for listening.